Coming to you pre-recorded in multiple locations. Some people dressed to impress, competitive eaters dressed to ingest, and that's hella rad. We're your hosts, Andrew and Nathan. Nathan, how you doing? What you drinking? Well, uh, my New Year's resolution was to never do this podcast again, and uh, here we are. So, you know, thanks a lot, <laughs> asshole, for making me break yet again another New Year's resolution. Um, you lasted three months, so yeah. it's better than a it's better than a resolution to exercise because that's all nonsense. Yeah, I guess I stuck it out longer than uh, most people would with the resolutions of exercising. So, uh, so actually, I know I'm feeling a lot better. Thank you for the sunny side up. Um, I am just drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Nothing exciting. Oh yeah, and also Kessler whiskey. At the same, that's a lot more exciting. Yeah, so. You drink Kessler Baby because you know what you want. Oh, oh man! You need to do. You need to like sing that while you're like. Uh, <laughs> I'll just stop there then. Um, I'm drinking uh, Thorn Streets Relay IPA. I think I've had drank this like three or four times on the podcast, so. No, no reason to waste time explaining anything about Have it. Have you? Because um, when you said that, I've, I felt like I've never heard you say that before. But I guess I just kind of tuned this part out anyway. So. Yeah. Shows how much you pay attention to the things that I say, huh? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so let's uh, get into our non-sponsors before we break down what the show is going to get into. Uh, you want to start us off? Yeah, uh... Just as a quick reminder for the new year, fuck Gatorade, and they'll never be a sponsor. <laughs> I don't think I've mentioned that recently. Uh, so yeah, just a reminder. But what I did want to talk about is uh, Credit Karma. They have this fucking commercial that uh, the idea is, is it, they're the non-sponsor, by the way, Credit Karma. Uh, but this guy, he's on, <laughs> he's on the top of the roof of a parking garage, and they're trying to show that it's so easy to... Uh, to use this to fucking, um, you know, get a better credit score. So he's swiping on the app, and every time he s- swipes and gets a better score, his car turns into something better, uh, like a better model, you know. You get the idea. And then the fucking last one, so he's got the nice car. He swipes again, and he's got the 800 credit score. And the only thing that changes is now that there was a, a baby car seat in the back of this car and it transforms into a fucking bike and mounts itself to the back of the car. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. so you sent a lot of mixed messages here. It's like you were intelli- you got a high enough credit score because you're intelligent enough to know that you should uh, be mountain biking instead of having children. <laughs> Well, is it like, is it a choice? I mean, you could choose like, well, I don't need a fucking kid anymore. I got this fucking badass credit score. Your credit score is so good. We know you can afford to pay for a fucking nanny to watch your kids so you can go fuck off and do whatever you want. So you don't need to lug that little shit around in a car seat. I guess that's about as close to a reasonable explanation as we'll get with it. Uh, It... uh, it drives me nuts because they set up the whole premise, which is stupid already. Like you could argue the merits of having a better credit score and continually spending more money as like a good thing. Um, 
But I understand what they're doing. Okay, better car, credit score, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end, to to throw that in, it's just so so weird. Yeah, like the better move would have been to like keep the car seat in there and like swap to like a nicer car with a car seat still in there. Or get rid of the car and the car seat and go to like a fucking like Corvette or some other like like single like nicer car but like it it's just weird that the last credit jump goes from the same car but you swap out it's all the only change from what was it like 800 or 750 to 800 was fucking the car seat switches to a mountain bike like with a bike rack it's like this fucking does not make any sense I guess maybe it's uh to climb the the last leg of the credit score mountain you need a fucking badass mountain bike or something I don't know it's, a, it's just so yeah but yeah so them uh just because of that fucking they hire I'm sure they hired a, an agency to do that commercial form and the fact that they hired the agency let them put that out there and didn't like demand that they redo it or get their money back yeah fuck that company. <laughs> Um, my non-sponsor for today's episode is, uh, orange vanilla Coke. Um, there's, there's multiple angles to this, but the the first thing that pissed me off about this was like fucking orange vanilla Coke. That's orange creamsicle, bitch. Like just call it orange creamsicle flavored Coke. Like I know you guys can fucking afford whatever licensing to fucking, popsicle brand that has that name covered but that's what we all know it as because you're gonna read that hmm orange vanilla i wonder what that tastes like oh that probably tastes like an orange creamsicle because that's the only other fucking thing i've ever heard of that uses that flavor combination they probably own that company that has the <laughs> creamsicle verbiage anyways they probably own that. yeah yeah they probably do that's the fucking the reality of it what drives me more insane, though, I think about it, was the radio station that I heard this on. So San Diego has a station called uh, 91X. It's like 91.1. And it's like your typical like alternative rock station. But it's owned by um, some company in Mexico. So all of the advertisements on there are usually like um, Mexican political ads. And they're... And the people doing the voiceovers are like, they're like, well, it's well-spoken English, but it's the way it's said, it's like weird. It's not like their first language. So they, they talk like this. We talked, or it's like, go to the Mexican embassy, learn to vote, do this, do that. And so like the orange Coke commercial, it's like, try orange vanilla Coke, orange vanilla Coke. It's great. Try orange vanilla Coke, orange vanilla Coke. And I'm, it sounds like I'm exaggerating it, but it's literally with that, where they're just fucking repeating the same fucking line over and over again in the same like weird like English. It, and it's just, it literally will drive you insane. Like, I don't think I could listen to this fucking station for more than like 30 minutes at a time without losing my shit. So it's like the, it's kind of like the theme of the station <laughs> to do this. Yeah, that all their commercials, all of them are just this the fucking way they speak. And like anybody here that's listened to it will know it's just fucking maddening. Like, uh, it because you know they're not like native English speakers, but they try to pass it off like that. And it just like 
you know, there's like something's wrong, but you can't quite place it. And it's it's just what drives you nuts. Well, I don't know if that means they're targeting a certain demographic, but uh, orange orange vanilla Coke is definitely targeting a certain demographic. So I don't know <laughs> <laughs> if that has anything to do with what's, it. But. What's the demographic that orange vanilla Coke is targeting? I'm just going to say that they're targeting a specific demographic. Oh, uh, okay. Leave the rest to uh, your imagination. And it's a San Diego radio station. You know, yeah. do I have to keep connecting the dots or? No, I think I I got you now. <laughs> um, so uh, today's show, we're going to do another edition of hella bad music. Uh, we're gonna get into some more hella fancy topics, and then we'll uh, after we'll do another power underwhelming, and then finish it off with a. Fabergé egg update that I know our audience so desperately craves. Um, but before we get into any of that, I had a story I wanted to talk about uh, that I just fucking couldn't believe this happened to me. Uh, so I am going to lunch one day and I stop at a Five Guys Burgers near my work. And I go there like once a week, like don't think any anything of it. And I've dealt with this cashier before, and she always seemed a little odd, but I never really, um, was never really cause for concern. But this time, the conversation went a little differently. So I order my food, and I'll never, I don't get soda for my, with lunch, because it's like I'm already eating garbage. At least I can drink some water and not ingest like a pound (laughs) of uh, a fucking cup full of sugar to make it less bad. Uh, so I fi- I'll finish my order. She's like, Oh, do you want a water cup? And I'm like, no, I'm good. She's like, are you sure you don't want a water cup? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, I got a whole like thermos full of water back at the office. So I'm just going to drink that when I, uh, go back. And she's like, so, Oh, where do you work? And I'm like, okay, well <laughs> I work here. You know, I do like product development stuff. She's like, Oh, really? And she's like, how much do you make? And I'm just like, uh, in my head, I'm like, what? Uh, so I'm like, so I tell her, I'm like, okay, I make like this much. And I'm like, why, like, why do you ask? Are you like interested in getting into this industry? And she's like, no, I just like to find out, uh, how much people make. Uh, and then if I find out or so, if, so if I know that they make more than me, I tell them I hate them. And I'm just like, in my head i'm like what the fuck did you just say like the other people i've told this story were like well shit fucking this girl works at five guys like everybody that comes in there is gonna make more money than her so like (laughs) why the fuck would you say this so i'm just like like just you know like you're kind of deer in the headlights in the moment like you don't even know how to respond to some shit like that so i'm like uh well that's probably made you a lot of friends and then just take my receipt and fucking walk off. And I, this happened what, probably like a couple months ago now. And I have not seen her in there since. <laughs> That's so, yeah, I thought it was going to go a totally different direction with that story. I thought she was going to be like, how much you make? And you tell her, she's like, I have a unique investment opportunity for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. 
like trying to get you in on the next big connect or some shit like my boy carlos my boy carlos is (laughs) i got some opportunities for you his wife has told him otherwise but uh fucking he knows better to listen than to listen to her what am i gonna do uh but no like so was she was she a younger girl is she older like that's a really strange she was like probably somewhere between like 18 and like early 20s oh yeah just a young angry teenager my thought is like she was having like a bad day and like probably didn't get her found out one of her coworkers was making more or she didn't get a raise or like some shit related to money so she was all fucking pissed off and like but you know taking that out on the customers is like the dumbest thing you can do like i would never like complain to a manager like like but if any if she did that to anybody else and they did she, she would have been fucking fired and i'm sure that's probably what happened because i doubt i was the only person that she uh had such a weird conversation with that day yeah i could think of some entitled uh old white people that wouldn't take so well to that <laughs> yeah. like, where's your manager i want to talk to your manager well most people probably would have fucking known better than to tell her what their salary is when she asked a weird question like that they're like no, I'm not going to answer that, ma'am. Like, sorry. And then it would have just shut down there. But I gave her the opportunity to, to make the whole comp thing go so much worse. What do you think uh, she would have did if... Uh, or what do you think Martin, Martin Screlly would have did if she was asking him the questions? Do you think he would have answered? He seems like he would have been like, oh, yeah, I make millions of dollars. He's like, why don't you come back to my house and listen to my Wu-Tang album and I'll really tell you about what I do for my uh, job. I don't know why I brought up Martin Scully again. I know we just <laughs> yeah. talked about it before. I like, <laughs> <laughs> but I do, uh, but that age, I don't know. Maybe it's not necessarily just that young of an age, but just the general kind of generation or the, like, I don't know, but resentful of people on the other side of the desk right or the other side of the counter yeah um i don't because like you said it's pretty much everybody that goes in there is going to in her mind be someone that she hates so it's just more about that they're on the other side (laughs) of the counter as opposed to like anything else but i don't know yeah that's that's pretty strange (laughs) yeah i was just really thrown off Big surprise that you don't see her there anymore, huh? But yeah, all right. Yeah, it reminds me of how much I hate dealing with the baristas. Um, I don't know. I don't go to get coffee very often, but every time I do, they're like, I just get like regular black coffee, and I, I get like scolded for that. I'm like, this makes your job easier. You fucking wait, you get. I don't want your art piece of a fucking latte. You, you think your job's so cool, fucking barista? Like, look down at me just because yeah, I'm like, like, what the fuck are you harassing me for? I'm like a norm just because I'm not. <laughs> it sounds so stupid trying to say, but I swear to God, I go in these fucking like little coffee shops, especially the one in Japan town. Like, go in there and it's she's all got her tats and stuff and everything's cool. It's like, oh, hey. Just because I look like some normal person. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, just a little mocha there. It's like, uh, yeah, okay. That'll be like three ninety five. Like, 
Oh, fuck you. Like, what did I really? I just want some fucking coffee. Like, why are you such a bitch just because I don't have tattoos or look like a cool punk rock guy? I had the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's it's just so ridiculous to me that they fucking get mad at you for this kind of shit. Like, I had the same fucking thing happen at a sandwich shop in fucking Santa Cruz of all places where, like, some fucking artisan sandwich place... And I, like, order my sandwich, and, like, I don't want any of the crazy shit, like, that they're putting on these sandwiches. So, I'm, like, I just want, like, a pretty basic one. And she's, like, this, and I order the sandwich. She's, like, this is all you want on it? And I'm, like, yeah. And it's a fucking, I'm, like, what kind of attitude is this? And then my fucking order comes up. She's, like, here's your plain sandwich. And I'm just, like, what the fuck, lady? I, I think the key word there that you, when you said it like sparked it in my brain. Maybe it's just like the artisan thing. Like these, like it's it's all the fucking like offshoot. Yeah, like all the small coffee shops or the like you said artisan sandwich. Like it's so weird. Like why are you trying to ostracize like the largest user base of people? Like just normal people. I don't want your caramelized pepperoncinis or whatever the fuck you're trying to put on. <laughs> Sounds okay. Maybe it's good, but right now I don't want it. She had to give me shit about it. Fuck you, lady. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. There's. Do you think that's like uh, a a young person cultural kind of internet fuck uh, fuck everything, and you have to be like uh, random and cool all the time? I don't know. I'm sure if we talk to somebody that's worked in the service industry like that, that they would shed some light on it. But the I don't. I mean, I haven't worked a service job before. No, it has nothing to do with that. Because trust me, I've worked plenty (laughs) of fucking before. I got I've done food service and normal food service. Okay. And yeah, you're just basically like it's the customer's always right. You got to, but they don't pay you enough to like really care that much. Where it's like these people, they're. It's not that they don't care. It's that they care too much about the wrong shit. Yeah. So confirm that it's more specific to the people that are drawn to these like artistic restaurants. It's like I just, it's fucking food. It's food. <laughs> Eat it. If it's good, fine. If I don't want the extra stuff, let me eat your. I'm paying you money to eat your fucking food. That's the business model. If it's like if I cared about your fucking opinion and attitude towards what i fucking order i would have just had you order my food for me bitch like (laughs) i don't need your fucking lip service this is what i want give it to me and don't be fucking snooty right they would probably be equally and as annoyed if you were like asking them to tell you about every single thing on the menu (laughs) describe (laughs) to me in detail how all of these entrees are unique which soda does this sandwich pair with best Well, I'd have to say a nice old-fashioned root beer, of course. Yeah. Just look at the the flavor tones listed on the menu. <laughs> this has flavor tones of mahogany. The sugar and chemicals are really brought out uh, by <laughs> this uh, cured meat. Sugary acidity of the of the soda really comes out. Uh. Oh, all right. Let's move on to our next uh, segment. You want to uh, give the us the breakdown? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. 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 Bad. 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 Music. Hey, uh, everybody. 
that sorry i've been listening to the podcast uh this is hella bad music um so yeah we've been doing this one a few times because let's just face it this is like a limitless fucking well of content so. uh there's a lot of bad music and um but you trust us we're only going to bring you the most important of the bad music my hope is that we uh, burn through all of the mainstream bad music that we can just start picking up people's mixtapes off the street and shitting on uh, their content. Be like real assholes. Yeah, like personally attacking people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is Roy on the corner of Fifth and Market. Uh, he's handed out his shitty ass mixtapes. His music's garbage. Don't ever buy it. He's there around like seven to nine. At night, you go yeah. there, you go talk some shit, tell him Hella Rad sent you, <laughs> kick his ass. Yeah. Slap <laughs> slap his CDs out of his hand, be like, nobody buys CDs anymore, bitch. Yeah. Put it on SoundCloud. Give, give it up. It's all trash. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's, that's the goal of this uh, segment eventually is that we'll be um, using our platform to allow people to harass others. Um, <laughs> All right, so <laughs> what the fuck? Um, this is this hell of bad music is about the breakdown, which uh, you probably are like, I don't know what that is because it wasn't that big, but it's basically one of these old uh, 2000s rock, like uh, all the generic shit came out. There's this one um, band called Tantric, and their song was Breakdown. And uh, let me just give you a little taste so we can um, establish some context on this. This is the chorus of the song that we're discussing. I know the breakdown. Everything is going to shake now someday. I know the breakdown. Tell me again, am I awake now, baby? You can find the reason that no one else is living this way. Yeah, living this way. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, so, so why I brought this to the segment is because this—it's really just from the fucking chorus. Like the rest of it's just could <laughs> it could be whatever, but like the words that they chose and just went with like they they sing it with such conviction. But it to me it sounds like literally um, a video where they're impersonating English and it doesn't make sense. And it's it sounds like what this chorus is like. It, you can't draw any meaning out of what he's saying. Like only a, a very thinly veiled thread of logic, like given a lot of assumptions, could make it make sense. And uh, I, just as a preface to the audience, the, the, the I would encourage you to uh, if you are curious to just listen to the song and and really get a feel for what I'm talking about. Don't go check out the music video. Don't do this or that. Go, or if you do, pull it up on YouTube. Don't watch or anything. Just put on your headphones, fucking shut out everything, and just listen to it isolated the whole way through. And fucking tell me that it makes any sense. Like it's so stupid. It's like when like you were like younger and you listen to like some like rap songs or like fucking like club hits and you you just sing along not realizing what they're talking about and it's like then you later you look at it and you're like oh they're talking about like straight fucking people on the dance floor or selling drugs or like killing people but this is like the opposite where you're like you really think about it and you're like 
oh, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. This is... <laughs> there's nothing behind it. Yeah, this there's is, no, like, weird... This is words. <laughs> nothing sinister behind it or anything. It's, it's literally, yeah, words. Um, so... Uh, we we don't have to beat this this too hard with the hammer, but uh, the I do want to call a specific attention to the the uh, statement at the back end of the chorus, which is, "You can find the reason that no one else is living this way," and that's really the one that makes me think of those those videos where they like in in imitate English like from another language, and it's like this is what English sounds to us, but it's all gibberish. Um, so I have a little clip where it's. It's at the end, they have like a cascading vocal arrangement for this part of the song, and it's just hilariously bad. So I, I just had to um, play it real quick just to, so people really kind of get a taste for what I'm talking about. Look how produced this is. And no one was like, what are they talking about? Yeah, you think it's really lazy when you think about it. Like they're leaving it up to you to interpret anything out of the song. They're like, you're the one that can figure out why no one's living this way. Like we're not going to explain why people are. It's like that's your fucking job. But there's no detail or context, so it's like, like there's a story here that you left up. You can find the reason that no one else is living this way. You can find the reason that. Wait, find the reason that what? That no one, so no one's doing this. Wait, so I <laughs> I can find the reason that no one else, no one else but who, me or you, is living in what way? Like, it, this is so fucking... <laughs> Maybe if I keep changing where I inflect, it'll uh, make sense <laughs> right. at some point. It's like a bad uh, fucking Shatner monologue or something. Yeah. Like, you Jeez. can find the reason that no one else is living this way. Uh, That's what we need before before Shatner passes. May it never happen. That's He needs to do a, a remake of Tantrix, The Breakdown. <laughs> that would actually, like, whatever year that dropped... Uh, that would make my year. That would be like, whatever shitty thing happened that year, it's all okay because of uh, Shatner's. I'd uh, go to that concert. Yeah. It'll, I mean, clearly it will never happen, but if it does, um, that'd be awesome. I don't know. We just need to, we need to like tank, we need to put an effort to tank Shatner's career for like a third time so that he's forced <laughs> to do this. I was going to say like, uh, I think he's done a pretty good job himself of taking his own career. Yeah. I don't, the last thing I remember him from is Boston Legal, and I never watched that show. Yeah, that's a sounds like a pretty uh, fleeting moment kind of show. Like, oh, yeah, that was on like a season or two, or was it? Or You watched the first season of Boston Legal on Fox? It had William Shatner in it. Did they have more than one season? I don't fucking know. I stopped watching. Yeah, I think he could just kind of coast off of what he's done. I, it's I'm surprised that he even like does anything at this point. But uh, yeah, it's like he's like Mark Hamill, where it's like you're just a icon, cultural icon, so you can you can exist in celebrity until you die. Uh, they have the little asterisks, exist in celebrity, <laughs> like the meme, you know. 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I just wanted to break down the breakdown, mostly because, you know, that's kind of funny to say. And uh, yeah, I wanted to, anybody that did hear that back in the past and they forgot about it, well, you're welcome for bringing that memory back up into your mind of that shitty, awful song. And if you can find the reason why no one else is living that way, email us. Uh, and on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Yahoo! Are you a combat wombat killing chicks with sticks? Well then, buddy, you need to combat log. Combat log give you serious traction for some definite action. Swing it super fast and whoop some ass. Combat log. When a simple stick won't do the trick, combat log. In your time of need, this wood will succeed. Combat log. Add some string, fish with that thing. Combat log. Need a fire before you retire? Combat log. Use this willow as a pillow. Combat log. Hold that lumber while you slumber. Get woken up? Fuck them up. Combat log. Ready for a fight in the middle of the night? Combat log. Stretch with some timber, make you limber. Combat log. Available anywhere. Logs lay, wood is waiting, cedar seen, or oak is available. But wait. Do you need a dog to go with that log? Try Combat Dog. Name him Percy, he'll show no mercy. Combat Dog. Inject him with PCP, he'll fight with glee. Combat Dog. Bored to death, get high off his breath. Combat Dog. Sick of Combat Dog? Get rid of it with Combat Log. Can't do it yourself? Need some help? Try Combat Bob. He's not a 10, but he'll be your friend. Combat Bob. He's dumb as fuck, but he drives a truck. Combat Bob. Buy all three, no chance to flee. It's a triple threat that's a safe bet. Meet Darren, a run-of-the-mill high school student who misses his dead grandpa. He's about to find out there's a lot more to learn about his dead grandpa than he ever imagined. When he discovers a portal to the ghost world that only opens when you're having sex. Oh, Darren, you're making me so hot now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm finally having sex. Darren, the family treasure. You must find the treasure! Holy shit, what the fuck? Is that you, Grandpa? What the fuck are you talking about, Darren? I swear I let you fuck me once and you start talking about your Grandpa? You don't see my Grandpa's ghost over there? Oh my god, you are such a creep. Get the fuck off of me! Darren's gotta make a choice to leave his family in order to save his family by finding the family treasure. Dad? Did Grandpa ever tell you about a family treasure? Oh, please, don't tell me you found his old journal. That thing is batshit crazy. There's no treasure there, and just forget about it. But, Dad, Grandpa's ghost told me about the treasure. I've never even seen the journal. I swear to God, Darren, are you fucking high right now? What are you talking about, Grandpa's ghost? I I'm not high, and I did see his ghost. He told me I need to find the family treasure. There's no family treasure. Just forget about it. But, Dad, with this treasure, we could pay off the bank, and we could keep the house. Darren. It's not that big of a deal. We're gonna move into a nice three-bedroom, two-bath apartment. You'll get used to it. We'll be fine. You know what? Fuck you, Dad. Now Darren's gotta find a way to keep coming so he can get going on the quest for the family treasure. With the help of his best friend, Driggle, he's traveling the country, tracking down women who are willing to have sex with him so he can briefly open the ghost portal and get additional clues from his dead grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. Where the fuck did you leave me? Everybody wants to kill me and nobody wants to fuck me. And even when I finally fuck someone, I come way too fast. There isn't enough time for you to give me more clues. I need help. Ah! 
Hey, buddy. Triggle, is that you? No time to explain. Just grab the vibrating egg. We gotta get out of here, man. What? Just grab it. I'm getting you out of here. We gotta go. A story of love, friendship, and family treasure. Be sure to check out Ghost Treasure in theaters this holiday season. Yahoo! And we're back from that exciting commercial break. Um, let's just get right into our next topic. We're going to talk about the finer things in life. Hello, Fancy! It's another segment of Hello, Fancy. It's one of our favorite segments, mostly because of the intro. And uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the brazen bull, also known as the bronze bull. And uh, just a fill you in. So I brought this to hell of fancy just because it's um, it's an ancient torture device. So that isn't inherently uh, hell of fancy, but it was it was built for a very fancy ruler. And uh, he would host fancy, lavish parties with the brazen bull. So what this thing is, is it's a torture device uh, that is is literally a bull. It's like a bronze bull that they built. And uh, he, he uh, I don't know, he, I wouldn't say contracted or whatnot, but he basically forced somebody to make this for him, uh, this artist, uh, Perios. And it, what it is, is... Um, outside of the the <laughs> the obvious it's a bronze bull uh internally it's designed to put a person inside of it and, and uh it has this like series of tubes that are intended to make basically the sound of a bull you know uh and uh the reason that it would do that with these tubes is because the other important part about this is that you light a fire under the bull while the person's inside and you ha- close the hatch on top and force them inside while they're burning to death. So while they're trying to get air out of the only tube in, uh, <laughs> in the entire apparatus, it makes it sound like they're a bull mooing and shit. Oh, fuck. So it's the sound of them trying to suck air in that's causing yeah. the noise? <laughs> so they built oh, it. Yeah, God. they designed it so it'd make this, you know, they make the sound while they're trying to like, well, you know, you're getting burned alive inside of a bronze bull and there's nothing except this little like mouthpiece inside. Uh, that's the only I'm like at some point your survival instinct kicks in. So you're like, I'm trying to live. Uh, that's a pretty fucking sadistic <laughs> device. <laughs> and uh, I just it, it, it's so crazy because so the guy that uh, commissioned this um, Phalaris is this uh, old, you know, fucking awful ruler uh clearly um and uh so this was like according to what i've read or uh, you know the legend of the history of this uh he would have these parties and this would be like the centerpiece of these you know lavish dinner parties and they'd be fucking burning some motherfucker alive inside of it while everybody's just hanging out and having a good time and uh some of the stuff that i read was they also like just because you know they don't want to fucking kill the vibe of the party with the smell of burning flesh they would like put aromatic herbs and stuff inside so that while they're burning them alive it didn't smell so bad 
Uh, it's like one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard. Um, but the best, the best part about this story, and th- this is, I guess, as with all history, is debatable whether it's true. But the legend has it is that once uh, the uh, artist that uh, was commissioned to make it, Perios, did finish completing it, the uh, uh, the dictator himself, Phalerius, he uh, the to try it out to make sure it worked. He wanted him. He wanted to know if the sound works. So he told him, "Hey, can you you get in and show me how the the sound works?" So, the, <laughs> so you can see where the story's going. Carios <laughs> gets inside, and as soon as they do, do it, he has one of his fucking henchmen close the fucking shut close or the shoot closed, and fucking the first person he used on the brazen bull is the guy that made it, and he fucking burned that motherfucker alive. Dude, this is this is part of the plot of the movie Jackal, where Bruce Willis commissions Jack Black's character to make him this like computer controlled mini gun. And then he fucking goes and tells him to stand out in the field so he can... Yes, the cali- uh, is he calibrating it, it and he shoots fucking, his fucking yeah. arm off or some shit? Yeah. yeah, he just fucking blows his arm off and fucking wipes him away. <laughs> it's like, this is fucked up. Yeah, I mean, that was clearly inspired by the Brazen Bull. Um, My thought here is like, like so... Who, so... The two guys' names were what again? Um, so the ruler, the guy that actually, Perios. yeah, um, Phalerius was the ruler that basically commissioned it. I would imagine at that time they didn't commission things from artists. They're just like, oh, well, do this because otherwise I'll fucking kill you. And, and yeah, and he's still killed him anyways. But uh, but yeah, Phalerius was the guy that the ruler that commissioned the the brazen bull, and then Perios was the guy that actually uh, made it and. According to legend, made met his eventual demise inside of the torture device he himself was forced to make. He probably like is making it up. He's like, look what this fucking psycho wants me to build. Like this shit is insane. Like what kind of fucking crazy person wants wants to make some shit like this? So then he gets he gets inside of it and he's just like, oh fuck me. Also, like imagine being the dude that has to clean this shit out, like. This is that's gonna be the worst job uh, imaginable. You're like, oh god damn it! Like I gotta get in here and and scoop out the roasted uh, remains and fucking like cinnamon incense that they threw in here with the dead guy. Like this is fucking great. Or or do you think that uh, they didn't even bother to clean it and they just kept piling on the, the fucking corpses and urns ah. <laughs> every time? <laughs> Yeah, the next guy, the next living guy that they drop in there, like, oh, it's gross in there, but don't worry, it won't. You won't have to worry about it long. Fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, the other, so just to kind of come full circle though on the uh, story of the brazen bull, when uh, Phalaris was eventually um, killed or you know overthrown again, according to legend, as all history is. Uh, the, the first thing that the people did was throw that fucking brazen bull right into the ocean <laughs> after they killed him. <laughs> Fuck this thing. We got to make sure the next guy doesn't start using this fucking bullshit. Uh, so that is uh, the little story of the brazen bull. Um, it, and yeah, I it's just, I know it's a, it may be a stretch for hella fancy, but they did, it was like a centerpiece of fancy parties in the ancient world. It, it couldn't have been a more sadistic form of like a fancy thing, you know, it is a very unique, uh, 
Hey, I mean, we do kind of just talk about the the centerpiece of a few of these segments has been the crazy shit that rich people do. So this is still in line with that. One thing uh, I do want to just mention on this one, I was kind of digging in a little further. Um, they have some, if you look it up online, uh, there's a couple videos. If you stumble on the right video, there's this guy that is talking about the brazen bull in the in. It's like a, they took a clip from something on TV, and uh, <laughs> tell you this motherfucker is a little too excited to be talking about it. He's like, <laughs> guy's a little, little pee pee hard about it. He's just like the, the the beautiful design of the brazen bull is that, uh, and the way he's describing like how it makes the bull sound. You know the way I described it. It didn't sound like I was getting a boner the whole time. At least I hope so. But the, the way this guy describes it, yeah. He's like, I made a small replica in my backyard that I tested on uh, rats. It works perfectly. Yeah, when I saw that clip, I'm like, we should be investigating this guy. <laughs> he does not seem <laughs> like a stable person. This motherfucker's got a full-scale one in his basement that he doesn't want anybody to know about. It's a little too into this ancient torture device. All right. Well, that was as about as morbid as it gets. Um, should we move on to uh, one of our favorite segments, one of our uh, early ones that we started? Some power underwhelming. Power underwhelming. With underwhelming power comes no responsibility. All right. Since nobody keeps track of who's winning or what the score is, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so um, my my uh, power underwhelming ability for this uh, episode is the ability to withstand any decibel level of sound without damaging your hearing. Hmm. You know where I think that power would go well is I was watching the Scott Pilgrim uh movie recently oh god and um like so much of yeah so much of that is like fucking like battling with sound waves from guitars and shit you just imagine some guy like nah uh that it's all good like i don't know why you fucking play the music louder i'm just gonna come up to the stage and kick your ass in the nuts uh and then this fight's over like fuck your guitar and your speakers to do battle with me like you can eat a dick well it's more about that not damaging your hearing, but if it was actually like forcing them back to the power of the rock, I think that this power wouldn't affect that specifically. I don't know. I I, I forget Scott Pilgrim because uh, I haven't watched it recently. But what? So what's the premise mm. of of the music battle again? Are they the sound waves causing physical distress? That that where they're moving in some of the fights, it'll be like because he's in a band, so it'll be like. One of the fights they have is like uh, one band battling against another and they're just trying to play like louder and louder versus each other. And like, like it's stupid, though, because like they're an actual band with like instruments and shit. And then the guys are competing against are like these twin like DJs and they're just like fucking turning the, the volume up higher on their <laughs> mixer to like emit more sound. <laughs> it's like, wow, really see a big difference in effort here. Uh, this is nonsense. Not but. to go too far off on a tangent on DJs, but just as a, a quick thought for everybody, have you have you noticed that they're all gone? There's no DJs anymore. <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. They don't advertise them anymore. They're not part of the the musical lexicon. Um, but <laughs> yeah, do people still go to the Electric Daisy Carnival and shit like that? 
So your argument is that in the Scott Pilgrim world, it it would be an invaluable resource. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's about the only applicable situation where that's cool. Because otherwise, uh, you're basically just a deaf person, but you can still hear. (laughs) I don't know. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty much exactly what it is. Like, uh, I don't know what how how well other way to like simplify that any better. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it'd be perfect if you're an air traffic controller to save a company money. They're like, we don't have to give this specific guy the earmuffs when he goes out there. He doesn't need earmuffs, yeah. I can go to a fucking shooting range and I don't need earmuffs for shit. Like, he does, he's like, he's just a guy, like, he's, and like a fucking, uh, uh, what is it, like a, like a carnival like a freaks carnival, I forget what they're called. Like the freak show for carnivals, and like, but his ability is just some guy holds two like desert eagles right next to his head and <laughs> pulls both of the triggers, and he doesn't flinch. Like, look, my ears aren't even bleeding. Like, or they are bleeding uh, from just the fucking shockwave. But he's like, no, I'm fine. Like, it doesn't doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, the trick is they have somebody from the audience come and whisper something in his ear, and he repeats it to the audience. Like that's what I said. Yeah, there that's, you go. You can totally hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a plant. I'm not a plant at all. Uh, I'm a human. So this superpower could get you some side cash at the freak show. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's good. <laughs> Pretty solid. Pretty solid. I guess you could be like the ultimate roadie too. You know, <laughs> like the perfect sound check guy. Uh, no, go ahead, crank it up. No problem. No, at it's all. good. Crank it's it, not too loud, Craig. It. No, it's good. It's good. It's yeah, good. It good. <laughs> Are you sure it's not too loud? No, no problem at all. Crank that shit up to eleven. It'd be the worst, actually. The worst sound check guy. Yeah. So, uh, so my ability was actually one brought up by a friend of ours that we will hopefully have uh, is on the show reoccurring very soon. But um, this ability, this power would be. The ability to imitate your brother's voice perfectly. <laughs> and I'm like, this is uh, this is gold. I don't know how you get any more. Like, you literally boil down like the essence of what we talk about with useless superpowers. Well, I guess if Scott Pilgrim had a brother, this might be a good superpower, right? You know, we want to take it back to the Scott Pilgrim wor- world to give it validity. Uh, no, it's pretty. Unless, like, the only way it works is if your brother is has significant, like, international power, possibly, and you can uh, use that to your advantage. Yeah, that could potentially be pretty impactful in global politics. If you're if you're a regular guy and your brother is like a superhero or supervillain, giving out commands. What if your brother is like has some fucking like robot or beast at his verbal command and then you can take it over it's like basically hinges on your brother having cool powers and that require his voice like that's the only way where that's useful so it depends so yeah it's it's like a lifelong journey so you have to first realize that you have this power and then once you do you have to start really planning the long con game you're like so how do i start grooming my brother so that he does what I want, and then at the end of it, he takes the fall 
for all the evil shit that I've been trying to do, you know? That's all the only advantage to being able to do that, right? I just imagine like a, like a comic book. It's like Morpheus. Uh, it's like two brothers and it's like Morpheus has the power to command any human, human or animal on earth with his voice. And his brother Steve has the power to mimic his voice. <laughs> on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, Frieza's brother has the ability to perfectly imitate his voice. I like how all of Frieza's relatives in Dragon Ball Z had cold-related names, like Cooler. Yeah, they, Dragon Ball Z, they really had no uh, problem with just completely retarded things. They were just like, yeah, I know this is stupid and dumb, <laughs> but so what? Fuck you. You'll still watch like three episodes to watch one fight, <laughs> you know? Fuck you. You'll watch 15 minutes of a guy screaming. Yeah. You want to? Yeah, you're gonna. You'll watch that. Yeah, just a whole episode of Spirit Bob. Yeah, you'll you'll watch some guy charging up for ten minutes, but you're gonna complain about the the Frieza names. Yeah, I didn't think so, buddy. At least it's better than the uh, the modern ones where they fucking flashback a million times. Is that what happens? I haven't watched them. Yeah, we'll just rehash old content. 20 times in one episode and show you five minutes of something original so so they're they're flashing back to like the scenes where it's 15 minutes of charging up like remember that time that i charged yeah. up and became <laughs> yeah. super saiyan oh yeah it must have went a little something like remember when goku said the spirit bomb for 15 minutes <laughs> Or or it just gets real meta. They're like, remember that flashback of when we flashback to the flashback of the first time we got on the ship and uh, went to space? Then uh, Leo DiCaprio shows up and ex- and then the, he uh, puts the top on the countertop and starts spinning it. They're like, oh shit, did he? Yeah. Is, is Dragon Ball Z just an incepted idea in all of our minds? And then the top falls at the end. And then they wake up and they're in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. That'd be the perfect ending to that. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, there's a me- there's basically we were discussing uh at one point how you have these different forms of memes. So where like you've all heard of like the Fresh Prince one where you tell a story and uh in text, then at the end of the story it basically turns into the lyrics to the theme song for Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well the video equivalent of that is basically just whatever your video story is, and at the end, the character wakes up, and they're in the introduction to uh, the video game Skyrim. Yeah, it's a, a it's one of my favorites. I like how some of them gotten some uh, so very elaborate. Like I've been taken on a ride a few times, and then you're like, "Ah, oh, you got me again." <laughs> I see what you did there, you, you son of a bitch! You, you got me again. <laughs> I swear to God, you, you wouldn't get me again, but. Here we are. You got me again. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. We got to declare a winner for this uh, power underwhelming. Do we? We I thought we established on the last episode that there really are no winners. Or... Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's not about the winner or the loser. It's just about playing the game. Plus, how would you be the winner? Because you literally stole Ed's idea. And brought it to the table. So wouldn't Ed just be the winner? Like, how would you be the winner if you won that one? Yeah. By proxy? I wouldn't yeah. be. So. 
but at least I didn't take I didn't take credit as it uh, for it as my own. I prefaced it as yeah, this but was you so did good. you did just establish that you wanted to declare a winner, yeah. so you were prepared to take credit for it. <laughs> well, even if I did win, we wouldn't remember it next time. So <laughs> what's it matter? No, but we're here in the in, we're here in the now. I'm calling you out. <laughs> you gotta right. deal with it you can't just say we'll forget Let's, about it later yeah. <laughs> i'm calling you out now okay all right anyways you know what i need right now oh no i know what you need that was andrew's way of telling me i was getting way out of hand we gotta reel it in <laughs> so <laughs> this is a fabergé egg update um and just as a quick recap of the possible 50 jeweled imperial Fabergé eggs, only 43 are still known to exist. Um, and the last egg that was quote-unquote publicly discovered in 2014 was the third imperial Easter egg. And uh, this is all about will any more of them be found? And my, my answer to that is yes, they will. And I will tell you about it when it happens. Uh, just to reiterate, I haven't changed this opinion, but just for anybody that hasn't heard it, I do speculate that the next egg found will be the Royal Danish egg, uh, which is one made in 1903. I do think that the that will be the next one that is found or unearthed uh, of the missing Imperial Fabergé eggs. Um, in terms of just general Fabergé egg news, there is... Uh, it's been ongoing, actually, for a while, um, which is... Uh, even though my resolution was to never do this uh, podcast again, I did actually want to do it because of this piece of news. This is the only thing that made me want to do it. Um, there is an uh, uh, an exhibit for some Fabergé eggs going on uh, northwest of Moscow at the New Jerusalem <laughs> New Jerusalem Museum. So if you uh, oh, if you're in the area in Moscow, I know a lot of our listeners are are in the Russian district. <laughs> um, they're currently exhibiting. If the last manage- two fa- Imperial Fabergé eggs ever made, the Carolian Birch egg and the Constellation egg. Um, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be almost too late to go see it because the exhibit runs through March 24th. So you got very limited amount of time. And uh, I mean, there could be a delay in this podcast being released just by that time frame. I'll let you guys connect the dots, but... I'm obviously a big fan of Fabergé eggs, and there happens to be an opportunity to take a Fabergé egg from somewhere that would be possibly less secure than others <laughs> uh, between now and March 24th. Um, so yeah, just uh, just letting you know. Is uh, I will be, but I would th- to go with that. I would say that you got to make sure that you uh, check FabergéEggUpdate.com daily. Because uh, those were all the immediate updates would go. Um, so just continue to check that website every single day, uh, and sometimes several day, times a day if you want, if you like. And uh, don't be surprised if uh, advertisements start showing up on it. All right, that was fascinating. Um, before we uh, close out the show, we yeah, just you have no thoughts on that. By the way, about <laughs> no thoughts on the on the museum. <laughs> well, I was going to chime in about how we uh, 
We had originally planned to heist this event, but it fell through. Well, that's what we want people to think. I've said too much. Let's wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was saying before, before we uh, give you our means to contact us, we wanted to uh, let you in on a new movement we're starting. There's been, a, there's been something out there that we've uh, just, you know, we can't deal with this any longer. This son of a bitch has been uh, getting away with his nonsense uh, for way too long. And that is space. You know, that thing above the earth that surrounds us. You know, the stuff that's in between all the stars and the planets. Fuck that. It's been getting away with its bullshit for far too long, and we're not tolerating it anymore. So we're starting a campaign to kill space. We're going to end its life for good. So we need your help to let us know methods, means, ways, any ideas you have on how to accomplish this goal. So... Get a hold of us. Let us know how to how you think we should kill space because it's going down and it's going down for real. Yeah, and to be totally honest, we have we have no idea to do it, so we do legitimately need the your feedback. Mm-hmm. We're not scientists; we're just activists here. Yeah, yeah. We'll um, we'll do that with the ideas what we need to. So send them to us. Uh, you can reach us several different ways. We're on Facebook at Hellerad and uh, Twitter at It's Hellerad and um, if you check us out on YouTube or Apple Podcasts you could probably probably find us pretty easily with Hellerad I don't know where we're at on the search results but I would encourage you to subscribe to us on YouTube because I looked up Hellerad just as a curiosity and there's a couple other channels that are called Hellerad and all of them are under the subscriber limit to get the unique domain. So we really, really want to get that. Because uh, the other ones look like they're total shit channels. So let's fucking... I know this isn't much better, but it's a little bit better. So let's uh, yeah, get us to 100. Get us to 100, baby. Or at least to 12. It would be a start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Yabu. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I don't. In terms, I guess this is words.